0: Think Red Ink Ministries presents The Words of Jesus Series with Don C. Harris Hello my friends and welcome once again to the Words of Jesus Series Glad to have you, and uh, as always And uh, we're going to start something really kind of special Uh, Probably some of the most famous words that uh, Jesus ever said. Uh, He's very well known for what's called the Sermon on the Mount. And um, probably one of the most enjoyable things that a person can uh, read and study and learn from because uh, we we have our Lord standing before people. Uh, to give them instruction and to let them know um, how life ought to work and how we ought to work inside of life, and and he's uninhibited. Um, he's got. He doesn't have that uh, that Pharisaical opposition. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, he he's kind of free in this situation, and um, and he's kind of pulling out the stops. I've always appreciated uh, what he had to say in the Sermon on the Mount, and. Um, most of the time when people talk about the sermon on the mount they usually are referring to Matthew 5 6 and 7 and um well I happened to notice that there were uh, a lot of uh principles that he talked about in this sermon on the mount that um were um essentially uh, mentioned if not in bits and pieces in other places of the gospel and I thought that the ideas actually fit together. Examples are uh, within the Matthew account of the Sermon on the Mount. It seems to have um, uh, a more positive tone to what he has to say. Uh, Blessed are the people who do the right thing. Uh, But when you go over to um, uh, Luke, you find out, now you people who are doing the wrong thing, you're in serious trouble. And uh, I always felt like that in order to balance those two things, that uh, the ideas of these uh, two Gospels and these these two particular accounts should be combined in some way. And so I attempted to do that. Um, and what you're about to hear is uh, not only a plain English version or at least a, an explained King James Version, uh, where there are certain words replaced so that the that the uh, message will flow a little better, um, but you 'll also notice that there are uh, verses from around the other gospels that have been inserted into their uh, the locations uh, that that they seem to pertain to uh, in the Sermon on the Mount. I hope you enjoy uh, this particular thing. The Sermon on the Mount has always been a uh, wonderful thing for me personally. Um, it's always had uh, kind of a mystery about it because as I um, was beginning my ministry and felt a need for the seminary type of education um, and uh, in different uh, correspondences and different books and different lectures and things like this, um, I noticed that a lot of people have a lot of opinions about the Sermon on the Mount. I heard one time somebody says uh, that it's impossible to uh, to um, well, let's see, when when you make a speech, what is that? An outline. sorry. <laughs> they said it's impossible to outline the um, the Sermon on the Mount. Um, like that's some spiritual, uh, you know, curiosity or something, or that makes it, you know, different uh, in in a spiritual sense. Uh, but the truth is, is that the the Sermon on the Mount is difficult to outline because it it was obviously built piecemeal from different things that were said. Now I'm not saying he didn't um, that the Sermon on the Mount, uh, the, the physical um, action of this sermon didn't occur. I'm saying that um, that there are ideas that were implanted within it. It's it's pretty obvious that. Uh, it has been um, uh, tampered with tampered sounds negative it's this isn't a negative thing. These are people who knew and loved the lord jesus and and these thoughts were coming back to them as 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 they were writing these gospels. This isn't something we have to be careful of or worry about or anything no there's a There's a spirit within all of us that as we hear the words of Jesus, we are going to actually hear within our spirit. The Word of God. So I'm going to go to this now, and um, and we're going to read this. This will occupy the rest of the show, but um, I think it'll be a nice way to end it. That uh, we would uh, take time afterwards to meditate what we've heard, uh, meditate upon what we've heard, and um, I think that uh, it'll give us all um, pause. And I think that if we um, apply these things to our life, or at least recognize the absence of certain principles and recognize the, the presence of uh, particular uh, foibles and even sins in our life that we weren't necessarily aware of, I think that it's going to make our Christian life better. Let's get started in the Sermon on the Mount. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. When he was set, He lifted up his eyes on his disciples that came to him. He opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are you poor and poor in spirit, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you that hunger now, for you will be filled. Blessed are they that mourn and weep now, for they will laugh and be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they'll be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile and hate and persecute you, and when they will separate you from their company and will reproach you and will say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake, and cast your name out as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers persecute the prophets who were before you. But woe unto you that are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe unto you that are full, for you will hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe unto you, when all men will speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. Salt is good. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt is lost its savor, with what will it be salted? It's thereafter good for nothing. It's neither fit for the land nor yet for the dunghill but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another. You're the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. Men do not light a candle and put it under a basket or under a bed, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I'm not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle will in no wise pass from the law till it is all fulfilled. Whoever, therefore, will break one of these least commandments and will teach men so, he'll be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever will do and teach them, the same will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, except your righteousness, exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to them of old time, You will not kill, and whoever will kill will be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause will be in danger of the judgment. Whoever will say to his brother Rekha will be in danger of the council. But whoever will say, Thou fool, will be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has anything against you, leave there your gift before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you're in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver you to the judge and the judge. "'deliver you to the officer, and you be cast into prison. "'Verily I say unto you, "'you will by no means come out of there "'until you have paid the last penny. "'You've heard that it was said of them of old time, "'You will not commit adultery. "'But I say unto you that whoever looks on a woman "'to lust after her has committed adultery already "'with her in his heart. "'And if your right eye offend you, pluck it out.' And cast it from you, for it's profitable for you that one of your members should perish, and not that your whole body be cast into hell. And if your right hand offend you, cut it off and cast it from you, for it's profitable for you that one of your members should perish, and not that your whole body be cast into hell. It's been said Whoever will put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorce. But I say unto you that whoever will put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever will marry her that is divorced commits adultery. Again, you've heard it said of them of old time, you will not perjure yourself, but you will perform unto the Lord your oaths. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither will you swear by your head, because you can't make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yes, yes, no, no. For whatsoever is more than these comes from evil. You've heard that it's been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that you repay not evil, but whoever will smite you on your right cheek, turn to him and offer the other also. And if any man will sue you at the law and take away your coat, forbid him not. Let him have your shirt also. And whoever will compel you to go a mile, go with him two miles, give to every man that ask of you, and from him that would borrow of you, turn not away. And of him that takes away your goods, ask them not again. You heard that it's been said, you will love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be the children of your Father who is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? What thank have you? Do not even the publicans the same? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you salute your brethren only, if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have you? What do you more than others? Do not even the publicans and the sinners so? If you lend of whom you hope to receive What thank have you for sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again, but love your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again and your reward will be great and you'll be the children of the highest for he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil be therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. Be ye therefore perfect, as your Father who is in heaven is perfect. Take heed that you do not your charity before men, to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when you do your charity, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when you do alms, let not your left hand know what your right hand does. That your alms may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, you will not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your closet. And when you shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, For they think that they'll be heard for their much speaking. Be not therefore like unto them. Your Father knows what things you need before you ask Him. After this manner therefore pray ye. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, day by day. And forgive us our sin debts. For we also forgive everyone indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that you appear not unto men to fast, but unto your Father which is in secret. And your Father, which sees in secret, will reward you openly. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust corrupts, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust corrupts, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye were single, your whole body would be full of light. But if your eye be evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you be darkness... How great is that darkness! No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor yet for your body, what you will put on, Is not the life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one inch to his stature? And why take ye thought for your clothes? Consider the lily of the field, how they grow, and they toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What will we drink? Or wherewithal will we be clothed? For after all these things do the nations seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take thought for the things of itself. What is sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. Judge not, and you'll not be judged. Condemn not, and you'll not be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with what measure you meet, it will be measured to you again. And he spake a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the ditch? And why do you behold the speck that is in your brother's eye, but consider not the beam that is in your own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Brother, let me pull the speck out of your eye. And perceive not the beam that is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First cast the beam out of your own eye. Then you'll see clearly to pull the speck out of your brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Neither cast your pearls before swine. lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Ask and it will be given you seek and you'll find knock and it'll be opened unto you for every one that asks receives and he that seeks finds and to him that knocks it will be opened give and it'll be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over will men give into your bosom for with the same measure that you meet withal, it will be measured to you again. What man is there of you whom, if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? If he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will our heavenly Father who is in heaven give good things to them that ask him. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do even so unto them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. "...straight is the gate, and narrow the way which leads unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravening wolves. The disciples not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord, but every one that is perfect will be as his master." Every tree is known by its own fruit. You'll know them by their fruits. Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Do men gather grapes from thorns? Or figs from thistles? Every tree that brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits, you'll know them. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Why do you call me Lord and not do the things that I say? Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter in the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in your name we've cast out devils and in your name done many wonderful works? And then I'll profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Therefore, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I'll show you to whom he's like. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock and dig deep, and laid the foundation on a rock. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house. But it fell not, and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that hears these sayings of mine, and does them not, I liken him to a foolish man that built his house upon the sand without a foundation against which the stream did beat vehemently and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and immediately it fell and the fall and the ruin of that house was great."